Tato. Um, I'm trying to decide whether to go gallery view or just a few people. I think I'm going to just go a few people, eh? <laughs> so intense. <laughs> um, but yeah, real, real cool to be together. Sorry, I just feel like I can hear myself in the other room. I'm in my bedroom and my flatmates are in the lounge. It's a very weird dynamic, but, um, but here we are. <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, so cool, real cool to like be together. And um, yes, I'm, I'm actually real excited to share and just special to be able to still connect um, and see, see each other's faces. Um, yeah, so today, today is Palm Sunday. And Palm Sunday is, is a part of the, the Easter story, the Easter journey, where Jesus is acknowledged as, as king, where Jesus is received and, and honored as king. And so the, the, the overarching theme of today is looking at learning to receive Jesus as king and learning to be people of the king learning to receive Jesus as King and learning to be people of the King. And as I've been reflecting over, um, yeah, what it means to receive Jesus as King and, and what it means to learn to be people of the King, um, uh, a, a verse that came to mind early on in the week was, you will be my people and I will be your God. And this is a, a reoccurring theme, a reoccurring verse um, throughout scripture. And it, it starts with Abraham, where um, God establishes um, a covenant with Abraham. And then again, with, with Moses and the Israelites, God says, you will be my people and I will be your God. Um, and it, that's within the context of God saying, I will deliver you out of slavery and out of Egypt. Um, and then again and again, over and over throughout the Old Testament, um, to first with Abraham and then um, with the Israelites, God continues to say, you will be my people and I will be your God. And then we, we jump to the New Testament and we, we meet Jesus. And um, yeah, Jesus reveals the fullness of God. And Jesus um, is revealed as king and is a king that uh, came not to, not to be served, but to serve. And Jesus again, um, is echoes or like continues this narrative that's been running um, throughout history, starting with Abraham and then extending to Moses and the Israelites. And then with Jesus, Jesus says, I, I am king and whoever believes in me, I, I invite you to be my people. And so Jesus extends this invitation to everyone saying, anyone who receives me is king will be my people and I will be your God. And so this, um, this covenant or this promise that God established with Abraham um, of, of God's faithfulness to and love for creation, God's commitment to restore and redeem, um, first Abraham and Moses and Israelites, um, is continued and fulfilled in Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, God saying, yeah, I... This, this covenant, this promise is, is for everyone. It's for all of creation. And it's God's promise of, of faithfulness to and love for creation. God's commitment to restore and redeem all of creation and to weave and join together um, heaven and earth, two that were never meant to be separated. And, and in that, we are invited 
to be God's people. We're invited to be people of the King, a people committed to loving God and living as, as signs and promises of, of the restored creation to come, embodying God's visions of justice, hope, and love on earth today. I just think it's so awesome, mate. I'm just like pumped. <laughs> pumped sharing. Oh, good. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the word, the word king, this idea of a king was, was used in direct contrast to, to the kingdoms and the kings and the empire of the day that Jesus was in. And just as Jesus did with the people um, when he was on earth, um, inviting, inviting them to receive him as king, Jesus again invites us, we are a part of the too. that invitation is for us. And Jesus invites us to receive him as king. Part of that means rejecting other lords. A part of that means rejecting all other ways of ordering life, um, rejecting our allegiances to, to empire and to ourselves being Lord, um, forsaking mm. other allegiances and saying, Jesus, you are king. We, we submit to your ways, your visions of justice, hope, redemption um, on earth, and we will be your people. Mm. And so, yeah, we are invited to receive Jesus as king. And we are invited to learn what it means to be people of the King. As people of the King, living in Christ's reign, um, this kind of new, this new order, or this new way of doing things on earth, um, we, we have to learn, yeah, what it, what it means to be, to be people of the King. Um, we have to learn new ways of structuring our lives, new, new beliefs, new ways of relating to one another. Um, yeah, and so a question that I've been, been pondering over the week has been, what does it mean to be people of the king? Mm. Um, and so I'd love to focus the rest of the time um, on, on three, three invitations uh, of, of ways of posturing our hearts and structuring our lives that, that mark us as people, um, people of the king or people um, committed to loving God with our, our whole heart, soul, mind and strength and loving, loving our neighbour as ourselves. Um, yeah, and that's, that's the call. Um, so yeah, first, first invitation um, is an invitation to praise and worship. And just want to shout out to Eze. Um, that was so, me and Rose were like typing on the comments like, yo, this is so great. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, just kind of all week, the one thing been like on top has been like to be people of the king or like to be God's people we there's an invitation and a call to be a people marked by praise and marked by worship so um yeah cool to like have that spoken about a few times um tonight and thank you for sharing and yeah so this this invitation to praise and worship um is yeah this invitation to approach God with an attitude of, of adoration, um, where we say, you, you are Lord, um, you, your ways are higher than our ways, you are in charge, and yeah, we are yours, and we, we long to, to do your will. Yeah, I, as most of you will know, really love to sing, love to play the guitar, love to dance, love to, yeah, just, um, love to write and a lot of those ways are 
some of my favorite ways to to connect with God and to really approach God with this um, this attitude of praise and adoration. Um, yeah, and and sometimes that feels like the most natural, delightful thing to do, and is just awesome. Um, and then there's other times when I'm either in different spaces internally or things are happening in the world and I find myself in spaces of um, grief or confusion or apathy and approaching God with uh, an attitude of praise um, is, a, is a sacrifice and is, yeah, is, is hard. And yeah, I think there's the invitation still stands, the invitation then um, no matter what is happening inwardly or outwardly, um, there is this invitation from God saying, you are my people and I invite you to be a people marked by praise, proclaiming um, my goodness. And um, yeah, even when we don't see it, still proclaiming God's promise of faithfulness and goodness. And I think in, in that process, um, we, we are remade in in the image of our of our creator um something that scotty brings up sometimes is um kind of we we are what we worship or we become what we worship and yeah when when we praise god there's this beautiful being being remade or being made whole um that that happens um and another thing i think that happens when we approach god with this attitude of praise is we're reminded of, of the greater story that we're a part of, that even when we don't see it, even when we can't see it, um, we proclaim that God's goodness is still true. And we remind ourselves that that's the greater story that we're a part of, that mm. this greater narrative that started with Abraham and continues now, um, we are a part of, even if we can't see it sometimes or don't feel it. Um, yeah, so this first invitation is an invitation to to praise, to be a people marked by praise. The second invitation is an invitation to be still and, and let go. Um, it's one thing I think to, and it, yeah, it can be easy, it can be hard to proclaim um, God's goodness with our words. Um, it's another thing I think to, to let saying God you are king, to let that shape the very structure of our lives as well. Um, and one of the ways that um, we, we do that is, is by being still and letting go, um, walking into this invitation of being still and letting go. Um, in Psalm 46.10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. And in, in Hebrew, this word be still uh, translates to this idea of let go or release or um, cause to be restrained. And so, yeah, a part of, a part of being God's people um, is, is rest and is living in ways that allow all of creation to rest. And a part of being fully human is, is work. Um, and Tommy did a, did a beautiful um, sermon around that at the start of the year, around the, the pleasure and the way we find purpose in work. Um, and that is definitely a part of being God's people. Mm-hmm. Equally so, um, a, a part of being God's people is rest, is, is letting go, is cultivating a heart of trust um, 
and yeah, and being still. And yeah, that's something that I've been really challenged by over the last few years and challenged to have a day of rest each, each week and have um, a day of Sabbath. And for me, that's, um, yeah, it's kind of up and down. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. And it's, it's a time where I am invited and try to let go of control. Um, I let go of my notions or need to be productive or to strive and feel kind of good enough. And yeah, just this kind of invitation to trust in God's sovereignty and to just be. And so some of the ways that's looked um, is often going up to the botanical gardens and just um, sitting with kind of sitting somewhere. And sometimes I'd write, sometimes I'd just sit. Um, and yeah, a little bit uncomfortable sometimes just being. Um, but I think that, that verse, Psalm 46.10, has, has like really rings true um, and the be still and know that I am God. And, and God has really, um, yeah, met me in those spaces. I was reminded, I was actually up at the Botanical Gardens, Paikaka, this morning and um, was just admiring the trees. They were insane and so beautiful. And um, yeah, just was reminded of this like thing I wrote in my journal a wee while back and thought I would share it. It's kind of just a journal entry from the start of 2018 around... It was like on the last day of summer and I was up at the botanical gardens on one of my um, Sabbath days. So it says, thank you for summer, for the delight, the warmth, the joy that comes from summer. Birds chirping and chanting melodies, warmth radiating, light dancing between. Long days filled with salt, flowers, sun and laughter. Summer, beckoning us to be filled with joy, to join in with the dance of the earth, to be overwhelmed by the beauty of sun. Thank you though for seasons. With seasons come change and come rhythm. Rhythm reminding us of the beauty and life find, found outside of sun, salt and radiating warmth. Reminding us that summer can only come and dwell because of what came before. Thank you for autumn and that it reminds us that it is okay to shed. It is okay to make room so that growth can happen and before that, so we can be still. May I find joy in the shedding and the shortening of days of the preparation for stillness and rest. May I make room to mirror the earth, to take my place within these rhythms and to find your spirit there. Yeah, and I will just leave that and just think that there's yeah, this beautiful um, um, invitation as, as people of God that we, we follow a God who, who rested, who rests, and um, we yeah, are invited to be a people marked by um, rhythms of stillness and letting go and rest and living in ways that where not only we rest, but we live in ways that allow all of creation to rest. And the, the last invitation um, that I want to bring tonight is an invitation to listen and learn to know God's heart. In, in letting go of um, control, at, or in this kind of, in the previous invitation of stillness, um, where we let go of control and or, or let go of other things that seem more important, um, 
we make space to to listen and to pay attention and in that we make space to know God's heart when when I think about listening or the, the art of listening um, I I think about paying attention um, and when I think about paying attention that is something that takes immense time and, and energy and yeah we we are called to to listen and we are called to obey and how I think about obedience I think about in two parts is that obedience is is to listen and to act and so in order to do God's will in order to be a people that embody God's visions of justice and hope and love on earth today we have to um, we have to learn to listen we have to um, be a people that are marked by listening um, because in that we learn to know God's heart um, and we learn to yeah, know God's heart for all creation. I think some of the ways that we are invited to listen and some of the ways that we learn to know God's heart is by paying attention to creation, is by paying attention to our, our inner world, our emotions, our, what's happening with our mind, our spirit, our mm. body, um, by paying attention to our relationships, uh, by paying attention to other people, um, and by paying attention to scripture. And yeah, I just wanted to share one of the ways that I've come to know God's heart is um, in one of the spaces where I've created space to pay attention has been in reading the Psalms and um, reading Isaiah. And yeah, I, I want to read a part of Isaiah 58 because yeah, I think it's, it's a passage that has spoken really deeply to me over my life. And I think it's a space where I've chosen to listen and pay attention. And in this, I feel like there's parts of God's heart um, that I've come to know and that my heart has been moved to want to reflect that and want us um, as God's people to reflect that. And so, yeah, just would love to um, share Isaiah 58 um, and then have a couple minutes just for us to sit in silence and um, pay attention and just sit with that together. I'm going to go from the start. I'm going to read all of Isaiah 58 and then we'll just, so you're welcome to close your eyes or keep them open. Um, however best suits you to, to listen and, and pay attention. Shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the house of Jacob their sins. But day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for a man to humble himself? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying on sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast? a day acceptable to the Lord. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? 
to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe him and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteous one will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honourable, and if you honour it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord and I will cause you to ride on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob. In listening, we, yeah, we learn to know God's heart. And yeah, with that, I called to ask, what am I and what are we going to do about it? So that God's heart for all of creation is, is made known in our hearts, is made known in our communities, is made known in our oceans, is made known um, in, in all of the world. In, in receiving Jesus as King, we are invited to learn to be people of the King. And a, a theme that I've been, um, a theme that I've been thinking about this week is something that Jesus comes back to a lot is this idea of being, being born again. And there, there's an invitation as we learn to be people of the King, as we learn to be God's people, to leave behind old allegiances or leave behind old postures of the heart or leave behind old ways of structuring our lives and to, to pick up and to adopt new ways of being um, that, that mark us as, as God's people individually and collectively. Ways of being that, that reflect and embody God's, God's heart of, of justice and hope and restoration and deliverance for all of creation. Um, yeah, so the three, the three invitations that I've shared tonight um, is the invitation to, to praise and to worship, the invitation to be still and let go, and the invitation to listen, to pay attention and learn to know God's heart. The invitation to praise, the invitation to be still and let go, and the invitation to listen and learn to know God's heart. 
So yeah, that's where we're going to wrap up tonight. And just as we're heading into, um, yeah, a time of, of worship and, and praise. Um, yeah, just really welcome everyone to, I guess we're going naturally into a time of praise. So that's, it's a cool time that we can join in together, but also, um, yeah, just if there's one of these that you feel like is a clear invitation for you, um, yeah, really invite you to, to mull over that too, um, in worship and with, with your groups after.